All right. Oh, wow. So the recording just started. <laughs> so the recording was not in progress all this while. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. It's fine. How to pray. So we have, we have established some things. And I want us to continue. I want us to continue. Um, we read, we read the, the primary scripture primary scripture. Let me just read it to you real quick for lack of time. I want us to, it says, now when Daniel 6 verse 10 says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and he gave thanks before his God as he did a full time. It was a habit. It was a habit. We learned that prayer is very important. We learned that, that you cannot be too busy or too, too blessed to pray. No, prayer is, is like breathing. Prayer is communication. And it's, it's the awareness of the spirit and respect. I mean, awareness of, of, of God, awareness of the presence of God, the involvement of Christ and his mind. The communication going on between father and son, you and I are privileged to partake of it. Because that is the only thing that will, 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 will live. That's the only thing that will be established. You cannot take that which is of the world and bring it and say, Father, son, please bless it. That's why prayers are not answered. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why he says, unless you are born again, you cannot. You cannot partake of this kingdom realities you can't you must be born again you must be born again you must have a new nature this nature is not born it's not that which you receive from adam no no it's the nature which god himself is going to give birth to you are born now of the spirit god it means born again so that you have a new nature this nature is the only nature that is able to now partake of the communication the communion that goes on between father and son and as you interact, as you are engaged with that communication, then, then you, 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 you begin to speak. And when you speak, you are speaking the communication that is coming from father and son into the world. And then the world begins to conform. The world begins to, to bow and say, wait, he who is coming from the spirit realm is speaking. Hey, let every knee bow. Why? He is bringing. He is bringing, he is bringing, he is bringing into the contrary environment that which has been ordained by father and son, which he or she is privy to. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. And surprisingly, God set a condition. He set a condition by which he will intervene in the affairs of men. We read that. We've come to understand that. It says, it says, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. 
So anytime men want God to intervene, men have to express their will and intention to father and son. Say, come Lord Jesus, come. Come. That's why when Jesus became a man and dwelt amongst us, he taught us the prayer. Pray like this, thy kingdom come. Let the ways, let the ways above, let the ways in the heaven where father and son dwell, let that ways now begin to manifest here. But we have come to see that that is the way of life. The way that defines what is true. The way that defines our significance. Not a man tells you, oh, you are, you are this, you have this degree, so you are, you are significant. Oh, you can do this for God, so you are significant. How dare you? No man can define your significance by, by, by his mind, his opinion. God defines it. Heaven declares it. Jesus is the one who makes and has made us significant. All we do is that we, just, we are just brought in to hear, to know the source of our significance and what you are supposed to do because he has made us significant. You, you, you can't know it. For I has not seen, he has not heard. It has not entered into the, 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 the conception, the ability of man to perceive. It has not entered in there. The things, the things which God has in store. So how would you know it? You have to enter there. How do you enter there? The Holy Spirit is the one who brings you in there. Now when you pray, you don't say what the world wants you to say. You don't, no, no. You take from the realm and you bring it into the world. So, 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 so when, 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 when he wanted, when he wanted the government of earth to be fully the government of his son, the son had to become a man. The son had to become a man. Why? Because only man has the ability and the right to rule over the earth that God made for man. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when the son became a man, he said, ask of me, son. Ask of me, Psalm 2, verse 6 to 8. That's what we read. He said, I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son. Today, this day, today, I have begotten you. Now, this, the son of God has always been a son of God. He, he has always been a son of God before earth was formed. But why is he saying that today, this day, I have begotten thee? Because this day that he is referring to is the day that the son of man, the son, sorry, yeah, the son of man was begotten in hell with the new nature for all humanity so that man will now be able to call forth that which is in heaven. Man will now choose that which is in heaven. Man. So he says that today I have begotten thee. Today I have begotten thee. thee. You are my son. What son? The son of man. Not the son of God. Son of God has always been God. But the son of man had to, had to not only appease satisfy, fulfill every righteous demand, had to appease the wrath of God, had to be born again in hell, 
And in hell, in that birth, is when we, you, all humanity was birthed. We were born again. We were, we were born again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So that man, this new man, this new species, who are neither male nor female, they are not, they are neither, it doesn't matter, they are neither bond nor free. You can't say that, oh, because I, 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 I am a slave, I don't qualify. No. It doesn't have any reference to whether you are, you are a slave or you are free. It doesn't have any reference to whether you are male or female. It doesn't have any reference to whether you are Jew or you are Greek. No. The new man born in hell by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead now has right and access to the realm of heaven to partake of that which goes on there and to speak from there. You live there and you speak from there. You live there, you speak from there. This is what has happened to you, to me. This is not what will happen. No, this is what has happened. So now it says, ask of me. You are my son. This you are my son. Today I have begotten thee. Next verse. So then it says, he says, ask of me, ask of me, ask of me. Why? Doesn't father already know everything that he wants earth to experience? He knows it. He knows it. Why? He, he, he had those thoughts, those opinions. Didn't he say that we were foreordained before the foundations of the, of the earth and to good works? Unto good works. He knows the good works for every one of his children. And he knows it. So why is he saying, ask of me? Because man, 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 for whom earth was made, must make the demand. Ask of me. And I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. That is why he will say that it is only the, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. You, you remember we emphasized um, how Abimelech was told to go to Abraham. Go! And he will pray for you and I will listen. And I will do it. The Job, Job and his friends. Job's friends did not behave properly. They didn't understand things and they, they, they started talking. They, they gave reasonings, um, uh, uh, reasons for why Job experienced that predicament. They didn't have the spirit of God. They didn't know the mind of God. They were just talking what their experiences in life have, you know, have taught them. Just talking, 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 talking. Because ah, what's wrong with these people? Look, 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 look. They think they, they know me. They have no idea who I am. And they don't know anything about me. But they are talking as if they are authority figures in the world. You're so angry, eh? Say, hey, come, 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 come. Go and talk. Go, go to Job. And let him pray for you. Lest something happens to you. Him, his prayer, I will listen. Why? He's righteous. Always been righteous. What he's experienced, it was an issue between devils, de the devil and, I, because I boasted in him. That's why this has happened to him. You are giving all kinds of reasoning to it. So go to him. And when he prays, I will answer. But you are you, you will put your prayers. No, no. In the same way, in the same way, or in the same vein, we come to, we come to um, James 5, verse 16. Remember, we read it. 
the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. James 5 verse 16. Availeth of the effectual fervent prayer of, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Then it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, we are going to understand what this effectual fervent prayer even means. The effectual fervent. What does it mean? It's a prayer that comes from your spirit. It's a prayer that comes from your spirit. That's the prayer that God calls effectual. So if the reason why you are praying is because of issues that are coming to you from the world, it's not effectual. Let me, let me, let me, let me say it. Let me say it again. Maybe, maybe the, next, the scripture that I want us to read next will explain it a little bit better. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know that when Job's friends, when they came to him, they were looking for the cause of what is happening. They were trying to assign reasons to why all these calamities have befallen Job. True or false? True. Can I give my people? They were, they were, they were given, they were, they were, they were, they were given reasons, reasons, and therefore, why, what Job must do to begin to reverse all these things. They didn't have the mind of God at all. They didn't know anything about what what was happening in the spiritual realm. They didn't know it. They didn't know it at all. Very, very ignorant. Now, the righteous man is the one who, by reason of a change or by reason of the new nature, the new nature is able to now stand. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. It's able to now stand in the presence of God without sin, without guilt, without shame. Your nature is changed. And now, Father has qualified you to be able to stand in his innermost, innermost presence. Where now you are allowed to partake of communion with Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And you are there. And you are there. And then you begin to speak that which you are hearing. In that communication. And you be. When you begin to speak that, that is the prayer that is called effectual. That prayer is not birthed by what is ailing you. It's not birthed by your spirit. Doesn't nobody can break your spirit. Nobody can 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 crush your spirit. As in, nobody can. Your spirit can't de- get depressed. Does that make sense? Yes. Your spirit it can't be depressed. You see. You see, the, the ache that you feel, do you think your spirit feels it? No. That's the truth. Your spirit, you are holy because of your spirit. You are righteous because of your spirit. Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. It doesn't dwell in your emotions. It doesn't dwell in your mind. It doesn't dwell in those places which is able to feel the pain and the hurt and the depression and the fear. No, 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 no. That is why he is the only one who can reveal truth to us. And so, and so your spirit, your spirit engages in that communion, that fellowship. And then out of your spirit, you begin to speak. 
that which is coming from there. The Bible says that it avails much. So, so you find out that somebody does not respect you, somebody insults you, somebody does something of a, a wild offense. Your spirit doesn't have, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't receive it. It can't. It's only engaged in the communion with the Holy Spirit and Father and Son. And then naturally your mouth in, 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 in conjunction with your mind and your emotions will arise and begin to deal with the person according to his, his stability, his wickedness, and his unfaithfulness. But because you are no longer a child who is still drinking milk, but you are somebody who has begun to exercise the senses to distinguish between that which comes from your spirit and that which comes from your flesh. You don't poop is coming. You don't let it come right away because you don't get a child. Uh, gas is coming. It doesn't come right away because where you are, gas can't come. Because if it comes, what's going to happen? Rachel, what's going to happen? You'll be embarrassed. Exactly. Poop. If poop comes, what's going to happen? You'll be embarrassed. You'll smell. So when you were a child, that was okay. All you did was drink milk. And nobody expected your senses to be trained. But as you grow up, we don't expect that. Ah, you are, 40, you are 14 years old. You are pooping and still doing this thing anywhere and everywhere. No. You are now of age. You are now of age. So we also, as we receive the word, as we receive the word, it begins to now distinguish, distinguish that which is of our spirit and that which is of our flesh. So even though the thing that the person did is so hurtful, it's so painful, it's so heartbreaking, it's, it's, it's really, really, really not nice at all. Instead of reacting like any natural person would do, you engage your spirit and say, what are you saying? Father, son, oh, bless. I should bless. <laughs> the Lord says that your marriage will be restored. What? The Lord, say, the Lord says your father will, will call you and that broken relationship will be restored. Wait. Who are you talking to? The person who did you in? Yeah. But where did you hear that from? Oh, you are just communicating. You are just involved in communication. It's not, you did this to me. Oh, that, what, what you did is nothing. I mean, uh, that is, no, no. Why? Because I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what the enemy is trying to do. But I'm also aware of the Holy Spirit's presence and his engagement. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. yes. So it is not that which comes from the world. Which makes you pray. No, you pray by that which comes from the spirit realm. That is why Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, the hour is come and now is. Well, they that worship their father, they that say that they are children of God, they do it in the realm of the spirit. They don't do it according to the flesh, which we all, we are all, we are all aware fully. We know how it is. We know bitterness. We understand it. We know pain, we know discomfort, we know it, we understand, we can relate to it because we've experienced, we live. We dwell amongst, it's all around us. But they that worship, 
Oh, give it to me. John 4. John 4, verse 24 to 26. Yeah, just, just, just look at it. Just look at it. So, 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 so. Now, please, bear with me. I'm going I'm to share with you a few things so that we will begin to now step into that realm of prayer. We don't pray. We don't pray. We have been doing this for so many hours. So many. Now, listen, I'm not saying that praying in tongues is bad. No. But when you are praying in tongues, I think it's time to now begin to just let our mind at least dwell on a scripture. Dwell on the scripture. Dwell on the scripture. And let that scripture do his work by the Holy Spirit. Anyway, it says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Wow. How do you know what is true? Jesus says it. If I go, I will send you the spirit. Even the spirit of truth. And when he comes, he's the one who will lead you into all that is true. Who are you? You can't know it by your senses and by your flesh and by how, how well you feel, how good you feel. Who you are, it's not known. Oh, you are so beautiful and your head is, is swollen. The person doesn't know anything about you. Oh, you are so disgusting and you are, and you are affected. The person who is speaking does not know anything about you, but you have taken that as truth and you have been troubled. Oh, the world is coming, it's tumbling, it's going, it's going to crash. Hey, hey, COVID. Now, now, what is this? Uh, monkeypox. Is it monkeypox? Whatever it is. Hey, now, now, what is true? How do you know what is true? If you and I can know what is true by science, then what do we need the Holy Spirit for? Why do we need the, what do we need the Holy Spirit for? They that worship him must worship him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Next, what does the next verse say? Yeah. Okay, it's fine. So now let's go. Let verse 26. Look at verse 26. Let me see verse 26. Okay, it's fine. Let's go back to let's go back to um John 16. John 16. John 16, verse, from verse 7. John 16, from verse 7. Before, before I continue, give my people, let just, just one second, just switch to my people. I, I want to just, guys, are you with me so far? Yes. Is, yes. It, is it hard to understand? No. But you're following, are you following? Yes. So go to, go to the John 16, from verse 7. Now, Jesus is the one speaking here. And please pay attention. Please pay attention. I, I, I'm just recapping what we learned last week so that we can, you know, add something small to it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is for your great benefit that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter or the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, your advocate, your greatest help and helper, he can't come. I must go before he can come. I must satisfy the things that 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 is required for me to satisfy i must i must do the things that i only i can do it and then when i go then he comes then when he comes watch out watch out the things that i can tell you which i can make you understand now because i'm yet to die my blood is yet to share to be shed 
I'm yet to change your nature. I'm yet to take out the heart, the heart of stone. I am yet to put in the, 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 the heart of flesh. And the Holy Spirit is yet to come. Until then, if I speak, you can't get it. Now that has happened. Now we can know. And we must know that what the Spirit is speaking and saying and teaching. Say, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Next verse. Next verse. He said, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. Can you give it to me now in the Passion? Please pay utmost attention. Pay utmost attention. He says, and when he has come, when he comes, he will expose sin. He will expose it. So the person who did all that against you, the Holy Spirit himself will say, oh, don't you know that yeah, these are all lies? The, the words he spoke are missiles from the pit of hell. It has no place in you. Don't, don't give the devil any room. Give him no place. What? How do I not give the devil any place? The words that were spoken to you by that person, they are ammunition from the pit of hell. Are you going to give him place? Are you going to even going to give it a thought? If you do that, you are giving the devil place. The spear, the spear will enter. It will cause damage. You become bitter. Be careful. He says that when he comes, he will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. The world doesn't know anything about what, 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 what qualifies a person to stand in the presence of God. The world doesn't know it. And God's judgments, they, they don't know it. Next verse. Then it goes on. Then it says, sin, because they refuse to believe in who I am. That person, when his eyes are open to know who I am and what I have made him, he will never use those words against you. But until then, it will abound. But my grace also will abound. Because where sin abounds, grace also abounds. So I'm not even going to deal with him according to what is wrong with him. Be careful. So you also don't do that. Because he's speaking out of ignorance, out of a possession by devils and demons. So he says, sin because they refuse to believe in who I am. Next verse. Then he says, God's righteousness, because I am going back to join the Father, and you will see me no longer. So remember, remember, Abimelech was told to go and see Abraham. Because Abraham, God spoke, God gave him a promise. He didn't tell him, he didn't give him any evidence. He didn't give him any evidence of the promise. As in, God just spoke. And Bible says that Abraham believed. And God says, wow, you have my nature. It's only my nature that when it hears something that does not make sense, it says amen. It's my nature. Why? Why? I call things that be not as though they are. Only those who have my nature, only those who have my nature are the ones who can, who can begin to rejoice. And, 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 and they are so glad because I said it. They don't have any evidence. I said they are healed, and they are saying, ah, thank you, Father. I am They're not waiting to feel it first. They're not waiting. I've blessed you in abundance. Where is it? The natural man says, where is it? If I see it, I'll believe it. No, but not with Abraham. As a matter of fact, when God gave him the promise, he waited another 10 years 
And Bible says that he did not waver. He did not waver. He did not, he hoped against hope. He did not, he did not say, hey, the way I am right now and my wife are now is terrible. Now you are, it's not even one year. You didn't make a thing happen in one year. Not two years, not three years, not four years, not five years, not six years. Not, ah, ah, ah. Forget about it. Forget about it. No, 10 years. He was strong because he accounted to him who promised that he's faithful. God says, listen, because I speak and you believe with all your heart and you stand by what I have said, I, I, I put to your account righteousness. So this is a man who, who God told Abimelech, go and see him. Job, the same thing. No matter what's happening, he said, God has not forsaken me. He, he, he was not given into what his friends were saying. So God said, go and talk to, go and, go and talk to him. Let him pray for you now here. Why? Only prayer of righteous people that I hear. Now, Jesus. Jesus, the one who God set forth to be our righteousness. He has come. He's about to leave. So who are we going to go to? The only one who is righteous is about to leave. Who are we going to go to? Who are you going to go to? Who are you going to go to? And let him pray for you. So it says God's righteousness. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal to you God's righteousness. What? Because me, Jesus, I am going back to join the Father and you will see me no longer. So if you want to come to me for me to pray for you, where are you going to go? Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So next verse. And he will also reveal judgment because the ruler of this world, this dark world, has already received his sentence. Don't take any one of his things. Don't take his ammunition. Don't take, listen, don't, don't use wrath to cast out wrath. Don't take that which be, belongs to him and expect that you can cast him out. You can't do that. The sentence has already been passed. If you take that which belongs to him, you will go down with him. So be careful. But only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. So when you hear something, you say, ah, I know where it's coming from. Ah, 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 I know. It's a, very, it's a very bad word. It's a very bad word, but I know where it's coming from. I'm not going to give myself to it. You say, well, you don't like my size. You don't like my size. Well, <laughs> the, the, the one who made me, who made me like this, he likes me. But I'm not going to say it in your face so that you, I'm not going to get back to you. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Because he delights in making us different. I don't receive my significance by your opinion. All those things. So let's go on. Verse 12. Please pay attention, okay? Then it says, there's so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. Why? Nobody had the Holy Spirit. Nobody had the Holy Spirit who alone can tell you what is true, who alone can reveal to you what is true. That is why he made this statement. It's more than you can grasp. Next verse. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, has he come? Yes. So now, the ability to hear, the ability to know all that he did. You know, when you read this particular scripture in the message, it gives another tweak, which is very nice, which is really what I believe God was trying to, to convey. Can you give this to me in the... Um, Okay, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Let's read it. It's okay. Don't don't go there. Don't don't go there. It's okay. 
But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality, the reality of every truth. He will unveil the reality. Listen, listen to me. God loves you. It's true. Do you know it? Are you so fully convinced? You don't know it because it's not real to you. That's why you usually get depressed and anxious and fearful. God is your strength and your salvation. You know it. I mean, you've heard it. But you don't know it's reality. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he's the only one who will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own. He won't speak on his own. Why will he not speak on his own? He's God. The earth, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to who? The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to who? The sons of men. Remember? Yes. So now, when the Holy Spirit comes, he is not going to talk about God who dwells and who owns all of heaven. I mean, the earth lost him, but then he has given it to man. But he was going to, he's going to now speak. Please go back. I'm not done. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He will speak about me. Why me? I have become a man. I have now, I have now the right, the right to speak, to pray. And Father must hear. Father will come on the scene. I have become a man just like all of you. Because the earth he has given to man. So when he comes, he will talk about the man, Christ Jesus. Not the son of God, who is only God, fully God. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. But only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. So now, the things that are going to happen from now, which is how they're going to take me, the Pharisee, the Sadducees, the, the high priest, how they're going to take me, what they're going to do with me, how I'm going to die. Remember I told you that three days, pull this uh, church, pull this temple down, in three days, it will be raised up. You didn't understand all those things. You, you didn't understand them, right? He's going to show you all those things and what they mean. That's why so much was given to the Apostle Paul. Because he, he was never there. But God revealed to him the significance by the Holy Spirit. What it means. Why do you have to die? Why three days in hell? What happened in hell? What is the result of him being born again in hell? What happened when he was raised? What authority now has been given to the man? Christ Jesus. Not the Son of God. The Son of God has always been full of authority, full of honor, full of power, full of glory, everything. But the Son of Man has gone through major changes to bring us into something so glorious. The Holy Spirit wants to show this to us. So when we pray, we pray according to what has been done. And the Holy Spirit is revealing, is revealing, showing. Next verse, go down. Wow. He will glorify me on the earth. For he will receive from me what is mine and he will reveal it to you. This verse. Quickly. Then it says, everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That is why I say that the divine encourager will reveal what is mine and reveal it to you. This verse. Soon you won't see me any longer. But then, after a little while, you will see me in a new way. Next verse. You will see me in a new way. Where it's not going to be, it's not going to be like 
the way I have been working with you, eating with you, or doing all things with you. No, 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 no. You see me in a new way, a different way. So the disciples began to ask each other, what does he mean? Soon you won't see me. And again, a little while after that, and you will see me in a new way. And what does he mean? Because I'm going to my father. What does all these things mean? What do all these things mean? For, for lack of time, let's go down straight to verse probably 24. Go down. Until now. Until now. You have not been bold enough. Maybe let's read, let's read from 23 first. 23. For here is eternal truth. For here is eternal truth. When that time comes, what time is that? The time when the Holy Spirit comes. The time when the Holy Spirit has been poured out. The time when the Holy Spirit now comes to dwell in man. What is now? Which, which happened in the day of Pentecost? What is happening now? When that time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything. You won't need to ask me for anything. You won't need to ask me, the only righteous one. You won't need to ask me for anything. You won't need to come to me, the man, Christ Jesus. But instead, you will go, how? Directly to the Father. Why? 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 Because... I am going to perform a, 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 a work, a perfect work, a complete work. I will make you just like myself. You will be as righteous to the Father as I am to my Father. And so now you will go directly. You won't go to Job. You won't go to Abraham. You won't go to any man. You won't go to any person. You won't go to any, any prophet. You will go directly to the Father. Why? Because I have made you as righteous as I am as I am. It doesn't mean that prophets don't have, oh, prophets have a great part to play. Apostles have a great part to play. Teachers, pastors, evangelists, they have great, but they all prepare the way for, that's what they all preach. They all prepare the way for the Lord. They all prepare. They all point you to the Father because of what the Son has done. They don't point you to themselves. No, 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 no. Nobody has a right. You will go directly to the Father and ask Him for anything you desire, and He will give it to you because, because of your relationship with me, or because of what I'm going to do that will cause you to be now rightly related to the Father through me. You didn't ask me, you didn't know what born again even meant. You didn't even know, no man knew that we needed to be born again. Until Jesus came on the scene. Nobody knew what we needed. All we knew was the law. If you do this, God will do this for you. If you do this, and we couldn't do it. Because of our nature. But he came. Satisfied all the demands. Put us into a new relationship with Father, which never existed. I don't, want, I don't have time to explain to you the righteousness which Abraham had. And the righteousness which even... I can't even talk about them because I'm not beginning begin to sit because I've, I've questioned them. I've questioned. So, 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 but Holy Spirit is gradually showing me so that all of us will come to know something has happened. Now, now, now go, go to verse 24 now. Next verse. This, this is eternal truth. See, until now, you have not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. So long as Christ, the only righteous one, was here on earth, 
when there was a problem, everybody would go to Jesus. Take him to the master. Take him to the master. Take him to the master. Hey, he's coming. Let's go. go. Why? He's the only one whose prayer, for sure, for sure, for sure, is heard and answered. He's the only one righteous. Until now, you've not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask. And keep on asking him. And you can be sure that you receive what you ask for. And your joy will have no limits. Now, here's the thing. Here's the condition. Here's the condition. You say, is there another condition? Yeah, there's another condition. First John. First John 5, verse 14. First John 5, verse 14. Are you enjoying the, 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 the word of God today? Yes. First John 5, verse 14. Since we have this confidence, we can also have, where did the confidence come from? The confidence came from the obedience of Jesus Christ, from the faithfulness. Please, it has nothing to do with your obedience, your faithfulness. It has everything to do with, that's why we sang that, that song. Not because of who I am, not because of what I have done, but because of who you are and because of what you have done. So since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. This confidence is born out of Jesus' faithfulness and obedience. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. Can you give it to me in the King James? That's what we are, we are familiar with. If we ask anything according to his will or agreeable to his will, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, according to his will, just so you know, Jesus is the will of God. He is everything that Father delights himself in. He's everything that Father wants to see in you and in me. When Father looks at you, he's looking for his son. He's looking for his son because his son has paid the dearest price to bring his nature in you. The Bible says that in this, the love of God was made manifested. That God gave his only son that we might live through him. So when God it looks upon you, he's looking for his son. He's looking for the son in the daughters. Looking for the son in his sons as in men. And if you ask anything according to his will, Jesus is his will. So when you also are so inclined to, to him, what he has done, what he has brought forth, what he is bringing forth, anything you ask, he hears. And prayer is to, is to gain the ear of God. And if you're going to pray something to God and it's not according to what he, you know, he, he, he has brought forth or is bringing forth through Jesus, my brother, my sister, you're wasting your time. That is why a scripture says that if I, if I regard iniquity in my heart, you will not hear me. Iniquity is the way of man. Iniquity is every way of man. Everything that you want to get to show others how significant, how that you are to be respected, how that you are a precious child of God, that thing is iniquity. Why do you have to prove yourself to somebody who is demented? Why do you want to become rich? The others will know that you are, you, you are something. No, 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 no. Your motive is so terrible. It's called iniquity. And God will not hear you. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. If somebody does something against you, and you regard, you, you, you take it. You, you, you let it. You let it, let it um, simmer inside you. God will not hear you when you pray. Because you are regarding something in your heart, which you shouldn't. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
Next verse. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. A lot of prayers are not, he can't hear, he can't hear. Because many of his children regard such iniquity in their hearts. You say, what's that scripture? Oh, I can give it to you. Psalm 66. So, Psalm 66, let's read it. We're going to read two scriptures and then we are, we, we are closed. Uh, please, are, are, are you with me? Are you, are you with me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at the scripture, Psalm 66, verse 18 and 19. I want you to see it. So, it is in your greatest interest that you don't hold on to any offense. You don't, don't even recount it. Psalm 16, Psalm, sorry, Psalm 66, verse 18 to 19. Don't even recount it. Don't. Because the more you recount it, the more it, 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 gets, it gets roots. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Hey. You want your prayer to be heard? It is in your greatest interest that you join the communication between father and son. And then when that something comes out of your mouth, Holy Spirit brings it to pass because you are speaking in tandem or according to the will of God. That is why, oh my goodness. Look at this verse. What does it say? But verily, God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Why? Because I'm regarding no iniquity in my heart. I'm regarding no iniquity in my heart. That is why this is the guy who, the guy who put his prayer, the guy who, no matter what Saul did to him, the king, this is King David, no matter what King David did against, sorry, King Saul did against him. No, 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 no. Say, don't touch God's, God's king, God's anointed. Don't touch him. No matter, the guy has gone off, but still, I can't touch him. He's done in my place. The guy was, he understood the things. He understood it. Oh, maybe also understand it. In Jesus' name. Um, now, the last scripture. How? How do we get to this place? How many of you want to know how do we get to this place? Do you want to know? Yes. Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 16 to 17. Colossians 3, verse 16. So prayer, the communication, the sense, the, the awareness of his presence. And therefore, his engagement, his involvement. You are aware of his presence. And therefore, you, you want to engage him. You don't want to watch anything. You don't want to hear anything. You don't want to give yourself to anything. Why? There's this fellowship that's going on that you are made a partaker. Are you going to take God and join him to watch whatever you're watching? Are you going to take Jesus and, and force them to join in whatever you are watching and hearing? Are you going to do that? Well, when, when trouble comes, it will come. Because the wind blows against all. That's the time that you're going to, now you're going to call on Jesus. Listen to me. It's too late. Why? Why? You have no respect. And the devils know that you have no respect. The devils know that you spend your time anyhow you want. You watch anything you want. You talk anything you want. And now you want to use Jesus as a spare tie. The devils know it. They, they know it. They know who is respectful of his presence. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in psalms in hymns and spirit we are in dangerous times your covering your protection your 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 your, your constant provision 
comes only as you allow the word of Christ to dwell in you. Your ability to obey God does not come in your ability. It comes from letting the word, the word dwell. It, it, is, the, it is the word that gives you the power to obey. You can't obey. How many times have you tried, have you purposed that you will do this only to do that? It is because the word is yet to dwell. And therefore, the Holy Spirit does not have the, the right. Remember, the spirit is in contention with your flesh. Whichever you are given access and, and, and obeisance to is the one who has the upper hand. But as you begin to let the word of Christ dwell in you. Oh, Jesus, I am dead. It's you who lives in me. Whatever I think can only come from you. If I want life, it can only come from what you are saying what you have declared, what you have brought forth, what you have paid for. It's not what I feel. It's not what I think. It's not what makes sense to me. It's not what makes me acceptable to my friends. It's not any of these things. It's what have you done? What have you brought forth? And what is the Holy Spirit saying that you want to bring forth? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in every kind of wisdom. What kind of wisdom? In your education. In your relationship, in your profession, in everything, in your bringing up, up of your children. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching, let the word teach you. Let it admonish you in Psalms, in Psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. And you begin to sing with grace or melody in your hearts. In your heart to the Lord. So you're doing something, but in your heart. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. Oh, I thank you, Father. Somebody's talking to you, oh, and, 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 and you are in your heart. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. What are you saying? So, what should I say to this person? You are hearing the person talk, but you're also communicating in your heart. What is, what is, what is the issue here? What's going on? What, what are you doing? You are mindful. You are praying. You are praying. You are praying. You are praying. This is what you must do. This is what you must do. So you're not too busy to pray. But whatever you do, you must do it in prayer. Because it is the source of our protection and our power. To acquire the blessings of God, the covering of the protection of God, you need it. For it to be effective, you must learn this habit. It must be habitual. Wow. And you must continue in it, no matter what is happening in your life. Good time, bad time, ugly time, great times, whatever. You must continue in it. And no work of the enemy will be able to break through. Give my people, please. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are blessed by God's word today? Yeah. Please. This is our only hope. There is no one superior, there's no one inferior, but anyone who will begin to have respect to the fellowship that you have been privileged to be brought into between father and son. When you begin to engage it, and then you let your prayer come from that place, because that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of your flesh is flesh. The Holy Spirit will not approve of anything that's born of the flesh. Nothing from your opinion, from how you feel, from how you think, 
No, 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 no. Oh, God, when will you give me that money so that, what do you mean? Why don't you just preoccupy yourself with what God has, is going on in there? You can't chop, you can't, you can't chop what he has in store for you. You can't chop it. It's too much for you to, for us to handle it. But you have taken on a burden and you want God to approve of it. No, that's not prayer. Prayer, enter in there. Hey, Jesus, his word, what he has done, what he has brought forth, what is he bringing forth now? What is he saying? As you begin to engage, you are praying. You are driving, you are praying. Not your mind is full of other stuff. I will do this. Tomorrow is not even ours. I'm going to live tomorrow. Who can say that I, I, I will do this tomorrow? All you have is today. And God says, listen, I have plans. I have plans. Don't you know these plans? It's not like what you are trying to do and accomplish. Let's engage him. Let's engage him. Our life depends on it. As we break this bread, take your communion. As we break this bread, call him to remembrance. He says, as often as you do this, remember me. Put me in remembrance. My body that was broken for you, the payment that was made, don't disregard it. Don't, don't cause my body to be broken again. Don't say that your body that was broken was not enough. Your body, you must come and break your body again. Say, no, don't do that. You don't have respect for that thing that cost me everything. You don't have respect for the blood. Every ounce had to come out. When would you begin to have respect for it and speak? Meditate on it and speak. Then you are praying because it's now born of the Spirit. It's now born of the Spirit. And that's the prayer. That's the effectual prayer of the righteous man. <laughs> no, God, I need this. Don't so give it to me. Oh, you already have it. The Holy Spirit must show it to you. Then you must experience it. So maybe, maybe you should just start saying, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You are here. Oh, I have your strength. I am complete in you. Just, just, just all the time. All the time. You are bathing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's better than, than, than what you want to accomplish. None of them is working. Say with me, the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Broken for me. Broken for me. I call to remembrance. I call to remembrance. His broken body. His broken body. And what he has accomplished. And what he has accomplished. And what is now mine. And what is now mine. The body of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Please eat the Now lift up the blood with me. Lift up the blood with me and say with me. The blood of Jesus, which has made all things complete and pure and holy and perfect and is mine. I call to remember, remembrance the blood. As I drink the blood, I call to remembrance his perfect work and the fellowship which I am now able to partake and to bring forth that life into existence. The blood of Jesus Christ. Please drink the blood.
We are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you.